Hey, babe, it's Paige. I'm so grateful you're here. This podcast audience of awesome women is growing with every episode, and I'm dying to connect with you personally. So if you'd like to chat, text the word pivot to my new number, 213-325-4600. There, you can enter your contact info and you'll immediately find helpful links for some one-on-one support in either getting organized or making your next pivot with confidence. Again, you can text the word pivot, P-I-V-O-T, to 213-325-4600. And that number will also be linked in all the show notes. Then we can start a conversation about how I can support you these days. I can't wait to talk to you soon and join forces because we are better together. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, I'm Paige Killian, founder and CEO of Everything With Style. I've built a business helping busy moms of littles get organized in three simple steps. Like many of my clients, I love being a mom and I also desire more. If you've ever felt that stirring in your heart, that whisper or really loud voice that keeps you up at night, then you are in the right place because this is not a solo mission. Whether you're a little curious or totally ready to be a mom, boss, and use your God-given gifts to serve others, step into your calling, turn your passions into purpose, and still make it to the carpool line on time, then girlfriend, it's time to pivot. I've got you, now let's get started. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Time to Pivot podcast. I'm your host, Paige Killian, and I am so excited to finally be talking about this topic today. I wanted to wait instead of talking about it immediately when I launched the Time to Pivot podcast, because I wanted to have some guests on and I wanted to get their take on ways that they have pivoted, advice that they have for sort of shortcutting that process and not dwelling in it for too long and resisting it for so long, but just leaning into what was in front of them and doing that with confidence and integrity and giving yourself grace. So now is finally the time. We've had lots of great episodes, solo and guest episodes, where we talked about different things that might come up for you in your life when you are sort of on that mission for more, when you are going through life and feeling like there's something that you're being called to do, to step into, to pursue your passions, which oftentimes can lead to your purpose. But what do we know? (laughs) What I've shared and what a lot of the guests have shared is that it can be really scary. There can be so many things about leaning into that unknown and that uncertainty that might completely stop us. It might stop us temporarily. It might stop us permanently. And can you imagine actually missing out on your calling, what you're called to do, your purpose in life, because you are afraid because you didn't really know how to pivot and go through difficult trying times of transition and come out on top, come out better than before, come out with life lessons and come out as even an expert perhaps in your field who can help and serve others. 
by using your God-given gifts. So today I want to talk about how I believe there's actually an art to the pivot. And the reason I'm so excited is because this is actually what I'm working on for my second book. I became an author in 2022. I had to think about it for a second. When I published my book, I've Got You, Girlfriend. The subtitle is Why Getting Organized and Living This Mom Life is Not a Solo Mission. And in that process, there were a lot of pivots. Now, before I even got to being an author and writing a book, I had gone through some pretty substantial pivots in my life. I talk a lot in that first book about one of the things that happened to me when I learned this invaluable, that always feels weird. You say this valuable lesson, but like you can't really put a price on it. And so it becomes invaluable. This lesson of asking for help. And that's something I'm going to talk about in just a bit in this episode, but it was when I was a theater major in college and I was doing a lot of extra classes in the end, because originally I was a business marketing and management double major. And I had this really big pivot in my college career because my mom and a dear friend who was actually my babysitter growing up, Jennifer, she and my mom and I went to New York because theater had always been a passion of mine. I absolutely loved it, loved acting. I'd done a lot of that in elementary and middle and high school, and I loved it. In college, I wanted to do the responsible thing. I wanted to be a business marketing and management double major. That sounds really smart, right? <laughs> that sounds like I could for sure get a job when I got out of college. So I thought that that would be something that my parents would approve of, that they would be very grateful for, that I was studying, you know, this really smart thing that I could use for the rest of my life, however I chose to use it. But what happened is when I got to college, and I was auditioning for these plays because my heart was still really in that while being an RA, a resident assistant in dorms on campus, while being in a sorority, doing lots of community service activities, being a part of a church, having a bit of a social life, and actually going to school to take these classes, <laughs> business marketing and management classes. You know, it was a lot. It was a lot. And I was auditioning and I was really sort of burning the candle at both ends on all of these different things. I was really over committing to a lot of things because I was really excited about them and I really wanted to do them. Um, and what happened is I felt like this thing that I was super passionate about and what I really felt like my purpose in college was at the time was to be a part of this theater community. And I wasn't getting to be a part of that because I was doing so many other things. And I didn't know how to change that. I didn't know how to lean into this feeling that I had this passion that I really want to pursue and I really wanted to do. And I wanted to act. I wanted to be on stage. I wanted to be in ensemble casts because I loved that. And I had done that prior to going to college. So long story short, my mom and Jen and I went to New York. We basically saw like gosh, mom, I know you're listening. How many shows do we see? I think we saw maybe like six on and off Broadway shows in like our five day trip. And the 
day on the front end and on the back end were travel days. So we packed in as many shows as we could possibly see. And after seeing Jennifer Jason Lee in proof on stage, it ended and I uncontrollably sobbed. Now, I'm not really a crier. I don't do that very often. And I could not get a hold of my emotions. It was so clear in that off-Broadway theater that I was meant to be on stage. I had missed it terribly. I had had this experience growing up. Every time I stepped on stage, I felt like I was at home. I loved it. Was sometimes, was it scary? Yes. Was I still nervous every time I set foot on stage? Yes. But it lit me up. It felt like the fiery personality that I have had found a place and a purpose and I lived for it. So what was I going to do? Because I wasn't being cast in a lot of these plays because I either couldn't make the grueling schedule of all of these production dates and practices and performances. And I also was feeling like I wasn't going to get to do a lot of the other things that I wanted to do in school because I was really going to be devoting a lot of time and attention to practicing this craft if I was, in fact, cast in a production. Fast forward to, well, before we fast forward, I'm going to go ahead and say my mom was absolutely incredible. She did not, while other people were walking by me, looking at me being like, this girl has lost her mind. Like, what is she crying about? She must be an actor because she is overly dramatic. Okay. My mom did not judge me in that moment when I said to her, mom, I think I've made the wrong choice. I don't think that I'm supposed to be a business marketing and management double major. I think I am supposed to be a theater major. And she was like, duh, Paige, we were just wondering when you were going to say this out loud. So clear to us that that's something that you should be pursuing and that's okay. Why are you so upset about it? And I was like, I didn't want to disappoint you. Also, that's really scary. Like, am I going to change my major? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So fast forward, right? I'm now, that was my sophomore year. I'm now in my senior year and I am taking tons of theater classes to make up for the year and a half that I took these double major business classes. I have to get in all of my credits because while my mom and dad were totally supportive that I changed my major, they also were like, APS, we're only going to pay for you to go to college for four years. <laughs> so good luck. <laughs> so I definitely had to quickly pull it together and be like, all right, I know that this is what I'm supposed to do. And because I felt like it was my passion and my purpose and what I was supposed to do, I was willing to work really, really hard. And that was going to take some serious pivoting on my part. And I was going to need to figure out how to make this happen in that then, what is that? Two and a half years. I mean, it was like really fast. I had to figure out these final times. I went to summer school. I took as many theater classes as I possibly could. I mean, I think at one point I was taking like 36 credit hours, plus I was working as an RA, plus I was doing those other things. Like I said, an end of sorority and trying to show up at church and community activities, blah, 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 trying to get back home to see my family when I could on some weekends. So it was a crazy time, but I loved it. And guess what happened? I completely ran myself ragged. So when I was a senior in college, I had been cast as Juliet and Romeo and Juliet. And I was physically 
emotionally, mentally spent. It was finals week when I was having to be off book for all of my lines learned. And I don't know if you've ever tried to learn Shakespeare and <laughs> memorize lines and I am a pentameter, but I'm all about improv and there is no improv when you are studying and <laughs> performing Shakespeare because you have to stay true to the script. It's in iambic pentameter. Like you have to actually read it and perform it the way that he wrote it in order for it to be accurate. Okay. So it was a lot of pressure and I was very overwhelmed. And that was a big time that I needed to decide, am I really going to commit to this and be able to do it? That was the really big time in college that I made some crucial pivots. I'm going to quickly tell you a couple of other times that I did that in my life, but then I want to talk about how I used my three E's philosophy that I've talked about in the past. It's a three-step strategy that helps you set and accomplish your goals without feeling the stress and overwhelm that can totally derail you from accomplishing them. So I'll share with you a little bit of some other things that I did in my life that I've actually shared on one of the first episodes where I talk about my story is your story, because why does anything that I did in my life matter to you? Why could it have any impact on you? Because I do believe that while maybe you weren't sitting in a theater in New York, bawling your eyes out because you had this epiphany and you knew you needed to make this major pivot in your life. Maybe that's not exactly something that you went through, but maybe what you did go through had some similar feelings and struggles associated with it. And then you had to figure out how to make the pivot without completely wanting to just like burn everything down and check out. <laughs> okay. So one of the other things that happened to me when I was a teacher and I loved my elementary teaching job was this was pre-kids. My husband said, my job, this is my newlywed husband. We'd been married for a year. He said, my job is transferring us to New York. Now, I just told you how much I loved acting and how excited I was to switch to theater. And all of that came from a trip to New York. So one would think I'd be really excited about this, right? Part of me loved the idea. And I had always dreamed of living in New York and working in New York. But the other part of me was really enjoying the new teaching career that I was establishing. I had been doing that for a couple of years. I loved the school where I taught. I adored the children. The parents that I got to work with were pretty awesome too. And I felt like I had found my calling and my purpose at that time as a young adult, as a teacher. And I was even teaching theater after school. So I was teaching kindergarten and then I was teaching theater after school. And I just was having the best time. And here I was presented with this time that I needed to pivot again, because I did feel like it was important for me to support my husband. And P.S., he was a little nervous and scared about this move as well. So that was another time that I had to figure out how to pivot and lean into that, despite a lot of apprehension, despite uncertainty and thinking like, I now have to give up something that I am loving to support my husband, who I very much loved. And I didn't know what to do and I struggled with it for a little while. And that was a much harder, longer pivot. But once I did it, I'm so grateful that I did. It was an experience that I will never forget. 
and I am grateful for it. And then I came back to California after that. We started having children. I still got to do some teaching. I then got to teach second grade and I loved the transition that was happening in my life where I got to be a mom, something I had always dreamed of. Also very much what I felt was a purpose in my life. So all of these things were happening, right? And I was constantly in a place of feeling like if I lean in and pivot with confidence, even if I really don't know what the outcome is going to be and I don't resist it so much, it's going to go a little more smoothly and I'm going to figure it out as I go. And I'm going to have people surrounding me that I can talk to about these things when they're happening and, and all this struggle and the internal whatever. And even like the spiritual warfare that sometimes would infiltrate my mind and my heart, because I felt like I wanted to be supportive of my husband, or I had a plan for work, or maybe as I would soon find out parenting is not so easy. And there are lots of times that I had to learn to pivot and actually give up a teaching job to be there for my son when he needed me a little bit more. And there were lots of times that I resisted this and I stressed out about this because I felt like this isn't a part of my plan. And I am a planner, you know, as a professional organizer, you got to be planning ahead. You've got to be organized in your mind and in your you know schedule and, and just the things that you are planning to do. You need to make sure that their conviction and there's like passion behind it and purpose. And when you're in the middle of a pivot and a stressful time of transition, it's really hard to plan ahead because you feel out of control. So I know what that feels like. And I also know that if we don't resist so much the pivot and we actually embrace the change with confidence, sometimes it feels like you got to fake it till you make it, but with confidence, knowing that there's a plan. God has a plan for us. And if he's dropping these situations in our lives that we don't necessarily know what to do with, there is a greater purpose at work. And there's a plan that maybe we don't know that maybe we won't find out the thought behind it that God has for years. Maybe we won't even find out until we get to the pearly gates in the end and be like, oh, now I get it. Now I see. Now I understand the struggle and why you put that in my life, because maybe I was meant to help somebody else through my struggle. If my life was perfect and nothing ever rocked the boat, how is that relatable? I've been very forthcoming with the fact that I am definitely a recovering perfectionist. My OCD tendencies have served me well in my professional organizing business, right? You can imagine like aligning things and making things look aesthetically pleasing and nice and have a system and structure in place. But sometimes it can really bite me and it can make me struggle more than I need to because I keep thinking that I am in control. And in reality, I truly believe that God is. And so I could do my best to pivot and to trust that there is a plan even when I don't know what's to come. And I'm saying this in case this is something that you're going through right now, but knowing that there is beauty in the struggle, knowing that there is purpose in these things that are coming up for you and learning to embrace it in an effort to get to the other side and help somebody else. I do believe that that is something that we're all called to do. 
is to use experiences in our lives to help somebody else. All right. So let's get to the art of the pivot. There have been many more times in my life, including times that I decided to write a book when I didn't know how to do that and pivot when really hard things came up like writer's block or running up against some issues with traditional publishing or deciding that I'm going to self-publish and then having to pivot again when I realized there was a traditional publishing situation that I actually could do after the fact when I thought I had done all of this work with the book and it turns out there was something even more beautiful waiting for me on the other side of that series of pivots. And also when the pandemic hit and I started my podcast because we were on lockdown and I couldn't go in people's homes and organize in person. And so I decided to start a podcast. I didn't know how to do that. So I had to learn how to do it. And I had to pivot through the stress and the struggles of that. And I was really bad when I first started. And while I feel like I've developed those skills, there still are plenty of times when I am relying heavily on my editor, shout out to Liam, hi Liam, to fix some of the mess ups that I make royally when recording podcast episodes. Again, recovering perfectionist and I'm realizing I don't have to be perfect. I can move forward and I can contribute to other people and I can motivate and inspire other people and I can share my experiences to help other people without having it all figured out myself. So on that note, I will say that many times I've been referred to as the queen of the pivot because I've shared my experiences when I really struggled and I've learned that when we constantly are in a state of evolution, evolving and changing and learning to lean into the struggles instead of resist them and making everyone around you feel completely frustrated or irritated with you because you aren't a team player. I've learned that there's actually an art to it. And if I'm going to be true to my love of the threes, <laughs> I had to figure out a way to simplify pivoting and being able to teach this because I do believe there's an art to it and three simple steps. So I've talked about how I started this when I was a kindergarten teacher and I would give the kids three simple steps to move the ball forward in going from outside to indoors where we had to settle down and get our work done or going from the carpet when we were learning something to the table where they would then implement themselves and they would turn in their work and there you go like project goals accomplished right when i started organizing i realized that I was doing these things to help busy moms of littles get organized in their home in three simple steps. And I talked to my dear friend, Kelly Mobeck and business and success coach. And she helped me put names to these three steps that I kept going over and over and living and just realizing that it could be applied to pivoting as well. The three E's are your essentials, enhancements, and extras. Your essential is that must do that must have, that thing that you just can't not do if you're wanting to set and accomplish a goal. Your enhancement is something that's going to add style or value to that essential thing that you've chosen to do. And the extra is really the thing that's going to take it to the next level. It's like the cherry on top, the finishing touches. So with that in mind, what are the three E's to pivoting? 
with confidence and integrity while giving yourself some serious grace for all the lessons that you're going to learn along the way. I believe that your essential thing that you must do whenever you are in the midst of a pivot, a transitional time in your life, is to do your research. You've heard knowledge is power. Let's talk about what my research might have looked like in some of those areas that I explained. Well, switching my major from a double business and marketing major to a theater major. Well, I needed to research what that was going to look like. How many credit hours was I going to need to double up on in the coming semesters at school in order to hit that four-year mark and graduate so that my parents wouldn't be feeling like I was going to be a fifth-year senior? Also, I needed to research what it might look like to get a scholarship. Hey, quick reminder, you can now get my book in four different ways. Head over to Amazon and search up I've Got You, Girlfriend. The subtitle is Why Getting Organized and Living This Mom Life is Not a Solo Mission. You can find it there on e-reader. That's through the Kindle app, paperback, hardcover, and the audiobook. So if you're enjoying this podcast, I have a feeling you may love the audiobook. Again, it's called I've Got You, Girlfriend, Why Getting Organized and Living This Mom Life is Not a Solo Mission. Thanks so much for making it a bestseller and back to the show. Well, when I started at the University of Tennessee, I had no intention of getting a scholarship for theater, but once I switched my major, I found out that I could apply for it. And I, in fact, got a scholarship for theater that helped take a little bit of financial pressure off at the time. So that was something that I needed to research and be able to figure out in order to move the ball forward and know, like, can I actually switch my major halfway through? Can I accomplish this in four years? Also, when I felt like I was super overextended, I needed my mom to come in Thanks, mom. I will forever be grateful for you. I totally put this all in a chapter in my book as well. Mom came in and she helped me because I was really struggling to do all of those things my senior year and show up as a great Juliet on the stage. I needed her a lot. And I'm going to tell you where that part of the pivot came into place in just a minute. Then we come to the move with my husband wanting to support him. And that was such a huge pivot in my life because I really thought I had a good thing going with teaching. I loved my students. I loved the situation I was in. I loved where we lived. I didn't want to move at first, even though the thought of living in New York was very exciting and hello pre-kids. Yeah, definitely lean into that. Well, one of the things that helped me is doing my research. I just started learning as much as I could about New York. Once I got there, I immediately started networking. I started a book club. I started a Bible study. I hosted these things in my home. I watched a lot of the Food Network channel at the time, and I started getting really good at cooking, and I would invite my friends over so they could taste some of these things that I had made, and we would do like potluck dinners and stuff like that, and I started loving hosting. That was something that I was doing research on and I was networking and I was getting more people together. And so my experience in New York became incredible. I also 
got a French bulldog while I was there and had to do some research on what are some areas in the neighborhood in New York where I could take little Delilah, <laughs> she's so cute, to puppy kindergarten and then how to get her trained to be a certified therapy dog so we could go into schools and hospitals and uh, shine a little light on their day. And, you know, that just was like something that made my New York experience incredible. And had I not been willing to do some research and figure these things out, I might not have ever really gotten excited about moving to New York. I maybe would have resisted it for so long, made my husband's life miserable, made my own life miserable, instead of just going all in, doing that research that ended up getting me excited and really opened up a lot of doors while I was there. Remember how I told you that when I got back and I started teaching again and loving it again in Southern California, then I felt like God was really tugging at my heart and saying, you need to show up as a bigger presence in your son's life right now, because he needs you. He needs you extra. That was really hard for me because there were a lot of things. And I'm telling you this parenting thing, it is ongoing research, right? But there were a lot of things that I didn't understand that were going on with him at the time. And there was a lot of trial and error, a lot of research, but I will tell you that helped take the pressure off of the pivot in those transitional times when I really didn't know what was going on. So very, very important to do your research. When I wrote a book, when I published a book, when I started a podcast, when I decided that I was going to enter it into these podcasting competitions to see how it would do. And it ended up winning multiple awards. That was not something that I could have done had I not done my research and learned how to be a good podcaster, what makes a good podcast episode, how to grow your podcast so that people will listen to it and you can retain your audience and you can grow your audience. I had so much research to do because I didn't know any of that stuff before. That helped me with this pivot and it helped my business grow. And again, there's beauty in the struggle and lessons that I've learned are now things that I'm teaching other people and encouraging other people to do. So those are just a few examples of ways that that essential doing your research can really be invaluable to you. If you are in a time of trial or transition and in need of a pivot and you are resisting it, or you are scared, or you are totally freaking out. Am I the right person for this job? Am I going to be able to handle this hard news that was just given to me? Or am I just going to shut down? Am I going to fight it? Am I going to stress out? Well, that leads me to the enhancement. The enhancement for moving through that pivot with confidence and integrity and a little bit of grace is to focus on one thing. Focusing on one thing at a time can actually shut down a lot of the fears or the insecurities or the uncertainty that you may be having, especially when that, which adds style or value, right? Our enhancement adds style or value to our essential Whenever we're talking about doing research and then we couple that with focusing on one thing, the growth is exponential. The ability to shortcut the time of that pivot and the stress and overwhelm that may come from the unknown and from so many different things that you're now processing because you're maybe leaning into something that you've never done before to be able to focus on one thing at a time. 
it's going to shut out that fear. Fear hates focus. Fear wants to grab a hold of you and say, you don't know what you're doing. This isn't safe. Don't try something hard. You're not going to be successful. The imposter comes in. I talked about this a lot with last week's episode, 10,000 hours to expert status. Who's to say what an expert is? I know I am always evolving. I am always constantly learning and I'm always constantly pivoting. And to be called the queen of the pivot <laughs> by friends and family and strangers that I didn't know and talking to them after maybe I've shared on stage some kind of experience of mine. And they're like, that was incredible to hear and see that because I'm stuck in something similar. And now I feel like I can do it. The research that you put in to whatever it is you want to accomplish, invaluable. Focusing on one thing keeps you from feeling so incredibly overwhelmed and stressed out because there's so many new things to learn and so many thoughts and feelings you may be struggling with. That leads me to the third step, which is your extra. What is going to take this to the next level? What is going to be the cherry on top? And what is going to move the ball forward in the best way with exponential growth possible? Ask for help. That is something that, as you could tell, when I talked about some of those things that I went through, kept being a huge factor. I would do my research on whatever it was I was about to attempt. I was going to do a lot of praying. And then I was going to get really focused and really clear on what it was that I wanted to accomplish. There's a delicate balance, by the way, with that enhancement of focusing on one thing between fully committing and really making sure you're giving it your all and also knowing that you don't need to dwell in a space if it's not working. That is definitely where a pivot comes in. At some point, you make the decision, I'm going all in, even when it's hard, I'm going to commit to this thing because I believe that I'm passionate about it. I believe there's purpose here. I believe that the goal is to learn this so I can serve others. I believe that I need to go through these tough times in order to come out on the other side because there's some other plan at work, even if it's not the one that I chose. And then there's also that really important part of not dwelling. If something's just not working, go back to the drawing board, go back to doing more research, go back to focusing on one thing. I remember talking about originally when I started my YouTube channel, I thought, oh my gosh. I was born for the stage. I love it. I'm okay in front of the camera. I'm loving doing the podcasting thing. So let's take the podcast and let's just turn it into video form. I was creating all these little reels when that became popular on Instagram. They were taking off. I was getting a ton and ton of views and comments and it was so much fun. And I was going back and using that skill of acting and improv and those things that I had learned as a theater major. And I was putting that into place and I was speaking a whole lot more and I was loving being a speaker and helping people. And so I thought, what would be better than a YouTube channel? People have great success with YouTube channels. While there were lots of lessons I learned in that, and I'm not saying I won't go back to the YouTube channel, but what happened is that it didn't grow quite as quickly as the podcast took off. And I needed to do more research. 
And I needed to decide after I had committed to it for over a year that I was actually not going to dwell on that so much. I was going to take a break. I was going to pause. I was going to step back and not dwell on what wasn't working, but I was instead going to pivot again and focus my energy on one thing. And then I was going to ask for help. I was going to find out from experts, or as I mentioned last week, what really is an expert, find somebody who's a few steps ahead of you. Even if they haven't put in their 10,000 hours, find someone who inspires you, who motivates you, who lights you up, who lights that fire under you, who makes you feel like, oh my gosh, I really can pivot through this difficult time. I really can try hard things and be successful. I really can learn these lessons along the way that maybe were the whole point and purpose, not even the end goal, not even the end product. Maybe it was what I learned along the way that was actually the whole purpose in me going through that pivot. So if you today are at a place of struggle and stress because something is not working or something is upon you, there is an opportunity and you feel called to do it, but you are afraid or you feel like a fraud if you attempt to become an expert at this and you put yourself out there and you are really scared, but you know that if you're called to do something, you are capable of doing it. I would love for you to put these three E's into practice to move the ball forward and accomplish your goals and be able to pivot with grace and integrity and confidence, even when you don't know what's to come. So again, to recap, your essential must have, must do is to do your research, get really comfortable with the knowledge that you're learning about whatever area you are about to embark on. Second step, this is your enhancement. What's going to add style or value to that? Focus on one thing. Remember, fear hates focus. If you are focused on that one thing and you are taking the research that you used, and then the third step of asking for help, whether you're hiring someone, pay someone if you need to do that. I promise you'll work harder if you do. Or ask a friend or ask someone who's going through it or ask someone who is a few steps ahead. Lean into their knowledge, lean into their expertise, lean into their experience, do it together, find an accountability partner, sink a little money investing into working with someone who is going to help you with that exponential growth. And by the way, don't feel guilty about that. Every time I invest in working with someone who's done these things before me, I never regret it. I am always so grateful I did it. And oftentimes I think, why didn't I do that sooner? I was too stuck. I wasn't leaning into the pivot with grace and integrity and confidence fast enough because I was scared. I was worried. I felt ill-equipped. It is always a good idea to ask for help. And by the way, that starts with prayer. That's free. You've got a direct line to God. Ask for help. Ask him to show you. He says, pray specifically. Ask him to show you what he wants you to do and then ask him to open doors. And guess what? He's going to do it when the time is right. And you better be ready to pivot when you are uncertain and you better be ready to dive into that. And again, if confidence is waning, just make sure that you're sticking with those three E's. 
All right. Make sure you're doing your research. Make sure that you are focused, commit, but also don't dwell if it's not working and then ask for help. And if you need help today, I would love to help you reach out to me on the contact page. You can go to everythingwithstyle.com. There is a form that you can submit and just say, Paige, I need your help. I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. I feel stressed. I feel overwhelmed and I need your help just figuring out what the strategy could be. And can we figure out what my three E's are? Can we talk about that together? Yes, we absolutely can. I can tell you some different ways that we can work together so that I could serve you best because my mission is your success. I know you were meant for more. We all are. So come with an open heart and an open mind to anything that comes your way. Be willing to pivot when things get hard. Embrace change with confidence and doing the research and focusing and asking for help is going to help you build that confidence. Do it with integrity. Be transparent. Share your experience with other people. Tell them, I'm going through this really hard thing. I need extra support right now. Can you rally behind me? And then guess what? Some people will, and that will be great. And you will feel supported. And other people, they may not get it. And that's okay. It's not their mission. It's not their purpose and their passion. They may not get it. That doesn't mean you don't need to do it. Do your research, stay focused and ask for help. These will help you pivot and will help you move toward these amazing goals that you're setting for yourself. will give you so many more incredible experiences that then you can share with other people and serve them. I hope this was helpful for you. If it was, please share it with a friend. Please share it with everyone because I feel like this is a time where we can all just be better together. We can encourage each other. We can support each other, even if we're not experts, but we know that somebody needs some encouragement. Give that to them, help them be their accountability partner. Say, I don't really know about this, but I'm going to support you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to love you through it. And I know you're going to be able to do it because you have this passion to do it. Encourage someone today. That is free. And that makes you feel really good too, by the way. Thank you guys so much for listening. I am so excited. I was finally able to record this episode. It's been something on my heart for so long. Again, I really hope you enjoyed it. If it is helpful, please share it with somebody else so it can help them too. And I want to say thank you for coming back week after week. You are giving me purpose. You, the thought of you being out there listening just absolutely lights me up, sets my heart on fire. So thank you. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me. You have no idea. It makes me feel like I'm getting to do something that's meaningful and what's better than that. So thank you so much. I hope that you are having an amazing week. And if you are in the middle of a pivot, stick with these three E's. I guarantee you they are at least going to bring you closer to that end goal. And you are most likely going to learn lots of lessons along the way. I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Time to Pivot podcast. If it was helpful for you, I'd love for you to head over to Apple Podcast, hit that fifth star and write a review. Want to book me to speak at your next event or work with me one-on-one -on -one to get clarity around your gifts, how to serve others and go from stuck and stressed to focused and fulfilled? 
reach out on the contact page at everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on social at everythingwithstylemom. Thanks again for listening and sharing the podcast. And mom boss, remember this, your gifts are meant to be shared. Don't keep them to yourself and stay in your comfort zone. This is your time to pivot.